From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop two Turtle Creek, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. This is your host, Ryan Trimble, joined today by the healthy, wealthy, and wise Sean Williams. Sean, good day to you, sir. Healthy, working on it, wise, I try, <laughs> that wealthy part, man, still still working on that, but I do appreciate you speaking that into the ethos, into the universe, right. because maybe some of that wealth will head my way. Yes, but health, for sure. Yeah, health. I mean, we are in a really great position because we're working with a new group. We have been doing some work with Fido Cliff and Lighthouse Wellness, and they are hosting Shop Talk, a men's health forum coming up. And that's something that uh, I have invited you to. Uh, that's something that Dr. Brian Williams will be a part of, a friend of our show uh, who is always engaging us in social media. And so we're here to ask folks to let all the men that you know, let them know about this event. It's something that you can find on Eventbrite. If you search for Shop Talk, Shop Talk you will find the event there. I would like to come and talk shop with you, gentlemen, Sean. Uh, Tell us when it is. So Shop Talk is going to be on June 1st. That is a Saturday, June 1st. And it is going to go from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Thurgood Marshall Rec Center. And in case your Google Maps is not working or some such, you can find it at 5150 Mark Trail Way in Dallas. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. I'm, I'm uh, again, proud of you for uh, leading the charge on this event. It's going to be a great lineup, uh, including uh, one of the speakers is going to be our guest today on the podcast. Yeah, we've had a chance to talk to former Dallas Cowboy great Timmy Newsom. And he is now a successful businessman, successful entrepreneur. We'll hear about that. But when he came in, he looked like he still could probably do, what, 15, 20 carries a game? Yeah, no kidding. The guy's in impeccable shape. He looks great. Great guy. Our first Dallas Cowboy on Deconstructing Dallas, Sean. Yeah, and he talked to us about like his workout routine, all the sports that he's into, and I was very impressed by that in and of itself. But here we are a little bit of time later, and now he's going to be a speaker at Shop Talk, uh, the Men's Health Forum. And so you know, we, we'll hear a little bit uh, from him and about his career and about what he's been doing since he left the NFL. But you know, if you want to see Timmy Newsom and if you want to hear him, you can come out on Saturday, June 1st and hear him at the Men's Health Forum. And our partners, like I said, we are partnering with uh, the group who is sponsoring this um, and hosting this, which is Feed Oak Cliff and Lighthouse Wellness. Shout out to Angela Sanders. Shout out to Sherry Doucette, uh, who both have been affected um, because both of their husbands uh, died of cancer and they had a heart to make sure that men uh, go to the doctor, get checked out, talk about health, and that's exactly what's going to be going on on June 1st. Well, it's really important, guys. Uh, take care of yourselves, man. And, and for those who don't know uh, Dr. Brian Williams, well, first off, uh, hurry up and get to know him because he has accepted a position in Chicago, uh, and he'll be heading out there. Uh, and I hate to, to lose him to another city, but I think Chicago will definitely be able to benefit from what he, he brings 
So Dr. Williams is going to be speaking from the subject of resilience, six concepts you should know to thrive. So I'm really excited to hear how we can become more resilient. Uh, Mayor Pro Tem Casey Thomas is going to be speaking. And again, uh, we'll hear about surviving stroke. American Heart Association has provided Angelo Keys, who will be um, talking about surviving stroke. We'll even talk about financial health. And so there'll be a debt reduction. And here it comes back around in a wealth building seminar. Uh, from Latoya Edwards um, on the first. And then Timmy Newsom will be closing out the day. And we also were very fortunate and can let everyone know, all the men who will be there, that there will be lunch served at the event. <laughs> That's right. Our, our friends at uh, Walmart at Ledbetter and 35, Corey Russell, big thanks to him. He suggested keto wraps. We were saying, hey, Corey, can you guys uh, do some sandwiches and some fruit for us for this health form? He said, oh, yeah, absolutely. Keto wraps, baby. That's what we're doing. So get excited. Uh, get your keto wrap at the forum. Well, please, again, let all the men that you know, um, let them know about this event and please sign up on Eventbrite. Again, you can search for Shop Talk, a men's health forum on Eventbrite. It's free, a free event, but we do want to know that you are coming so that we can make sure that we are prepared. And, you know, Ryan, it has been a minute since we've had a chance to produce this podcast, but it's not because we it's not because we have not been busy. Double negative there with podcast. <laughs> That's right, Sean. We have uh, taken on a new venture, a new adventure, I should say. It's been uh, uh, producing Mad, the Phil Romano story, a new podcast based on the book, The Mad Entrepreneur. I said like a man who said that 20,000 times because <laughs> Ryan is voice? the host of the podcast, uh, which is really cool for those of you who have not um, checked out Phil's book, The Mad Entrepreneur. I would suggest you get a copy uh, at philipjromano.com. It tells an amazing story from the time that his grandparents immigrated to the United States all the way up into his venture at Trinity Groves and everything in between. And this podcast that we produce are just snippets of that. But right now there are three episodes available on iTunes, on Stitcher for sure, and coming to all the other podcast platforms. But you can get your listen on right now and hear this story. And again, our own Ryan Trimble was the host of this podcast. It sounds great. That's right. Tip of the cap to my my co-host here for sitting through hours and hours of me talking. He has to do that enough on a weekly basis, but for the production of this podcast, he served as the executive producer and head of sound design. <laughs> and uh, so that still makes me laugh. <laughs> and, and also our um, our other counterpart on this is was Kristen Welsh, who um, has been working a lot with Phil and on Phil's book and promoting the book. She makes a guest appearance on the podcast doing the commercial reads. So uh, shout out to Kristen as yeah. well. Uh, Kristen's great and uh, really just grateful for the opportunity. We, uh, we, we, I think we both gathered our inspiration from uh, our friend David Brown uh, from Business Wars, a uh, good man. And so uh, thank you for the inspiration to uh, allow us to have a spark. Yeah, that's a little set, tease there. Set the world on fire, A little Sean. tease. And last but not least, we were also doing a lot of stepping during <laughs> the, our time off. We had a couple of step. Well, you had a couple of step challenges. I only had one. Uh, I would, After the first step challenge, I, I bowed out gracefully. Yeah, uh, gracefully, as in you won and didn't come back. Uh, <laughs> but we, we kept stepping. Uh, 
It's been a lot of fun. I know everybody, all our listeners, really enjoy getting our step updates. So thank you, our, our Fitbit updates. Uh, the second week, Sean, when you didn't play, Matt Houston uh, won. Our friend Matt Houston, you've ha- you heard him here on Deconstructing Dallas. Uh, he won, uh, but on the last night... I was way behind uh, Friday night. Vinay Hammond Vinay, was also part Vinay of Vinay Hammond was ahead of me, and I decided to go for a <laughs> five run a 5K at like 9 o'clock at night just so I could catch up to Vinay. Ended up beating her by 86 steps, and, uh, yeah, she's really not talking to me right now, Sean. So, Vinay, if you're listening, uh, I'm sorry – Kind of, maybe. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, I think the way not the song sorry. Goes. That's right. So, uh, you know, maybe we just need to do another challenge. Yeah, after the holiday, after Memorial Day, let's, <laughs> let's do that. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, excited to jump into the interview with uh, Timmy Newsom. Good man. Thanks for sticking with us. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. You know what they say, variety is the spice of life. And if you're looking for spicy, look no further than effin' hot salsas. Hey friends, it's your old pal RT here. And take it from me, if you're looking for the best variety of salsas, jellies, and other fiery concoctions, look no further than effin' hot salsa. FN Hot is created with the finest peppers and hand-selected ingredients. And what's even better, FN Hot is based right here in Dallas. And if my recommendation isn't enough, get this. FN Hot donates 5% of their annual profits to the Special Operations Warrior Foundation. So what are you waiting for? Get to the store and pick up your own jar of FN Hot salsa today. It'll make you say, that's FN Hot! Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, a big day today. Our first Dallas Cowboy legend in the studio with legend. us. I, I'm glad you used the word legend. legend. Somebody yes. with a, a really amazing, amazing pro football career and also a, a great business career. I mean, this guy, he's a renaissance man, Sean. He is Timmy Newsom. Thank Welcome you. to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to join you guys here. That's great. Well, well, um, Sean and I were going over your career highlights, your career numbers, 30 touchdowns. Tell us about your nine years in the league. Well, you know, uh, I had somewhat a meteoric rise into professional football. Uh, when I came out of college, I was a runner. Mm-hmm. I didn't block anybody. I didn't catch a lot of uh, passes in college and when I got here they switched me to fullback because they had Tony Dorsett and I wasn't going to carry the ball a whole lot as long as he was uh, the tailback so they decided to move me to fullback and I became a receiver and a blocker and I did run the football some but it was more in those third and one third and two situations Mm -hmm. or on the goal line. I would be interested to know because you were a three-time 
Conference Player of the Year uh, recently, which we'll talk about, recently inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame. But again, you came here to block. I mean, how was that for you? What kind of transition was that for you? It was difficult because I kept waiting to run the football and it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> and so uh, Coach Landry called me in after my second year and he says, look, we've got somebody who can run. And we don't need another runner. What we need is somebody that can get us a tough yard, someone who can catch very well, and um, somebody who can um, go out there and do the things that are somewhat unorthodox and do all the intangibles. And he said, if you can do that, then we'll keep you. If you can't, we'll cut you. (laughs) I mean, it was just that cold. But uh, I learned how to make that adjustment and did it pretty well. And so uh, to pacify me, he gave me a lot of opportunities to catch the football. And so that's what I did. Sure. Yeah, I saw you had quite a few, 1,200 career uh, receiving yards. I mean, you were you were doing doing a little bit of everything. Yes. But you were a defensive player in in college, correct? Well, I was a defensive player in high school. In high school. And me. I left high school thinking I would never run the football uh-huh. again. And uh, when I got to Winston-Salem State University, I had every intention of uh, being a defensive player. Uh, Coach Hayes, who uh, is also in the Black College Football Hall of Fame, told me he was going to move me to run it back, and I was devastated. Didn't want to do it. Because I came out of high school, I was 6'2", 175 pounds. And I left college at 6'2", 240. And I ran a 4'5", 40. And so the maturation of going from that to that kind of lent itself to being a running back. But what was more uniquely interesting is that I was projected to play fullback in the National Football League, but never played the position. So they looked at my size and they just thought, you know, this is a natural fit to play fullback. And so that's kind of where I was um, relegated to. Now, in Dallas, they did use me as a swing guy. I did play some tailback. I backed up Dorsett. But uh, remarkably, I backed him up for three years and never started a game. (laughs) He would never get hurt. (laughs) And so I never had that chance of carrying that football 20 to 25 Uh times a game during my career. Your career spanned it from 1980 to 1988, which really is kind of like when my football consciousness came to being. So, I, you know, I remember, and I think we get lost because of some of the things that happened in the 70s and what happened in the 90s with how good those 80s teams were. You guys went to three or four consecutive conference championship games. Danny White, underrated. What was it like playing on those teams? Well, you know, it's interesting. We had uh, a very good group of football players. And in 1980, we weren't expected to do very well, and yet we reached the NFC title game to play Philadelphia Eagles. And we lost that game. And then the very next year, which was really the heartbreaker, to this day I have never seen tapes of that game. We lost to the San Francisco 49ers by one point. That was the catch the with catch. Dwight. Yeah, the catch. Tw- the catch with Dwight Clark. I shed tears that day. <laughs> um, and you know, I was I was listening to Joe Montana. They were dedicating uh, a statue for Dwight Clark, who passed away of I think uh, Parkinson's or something. And he said, you know, what people don't realize is when we made that touchdown catch, Dallas still had a chance to beat us, and we did. So we go back, and um, we were almost in field goal range, but um, we had a miscue, and the game was over. But then we had that that third chance when we played the Redskins, and we go up there and um, didn't do very well, and so we lost three straight NFC title games with three different teams. But we had a very solid football team. Our problem was we, we kept turning the ball over too much, and uh, we had a ton of penalties. But we would always overcome it because 
because we scored a lot of points. Yeah. Well, speaking of overcoming uh, issues, I, I read a great story about you and, and your college coach at Winston-Salem State, how y'all didn't even have a locker room after your first year. Well, yeah, that was part of the problem. Um, when I arrived at Winston-Salem State University, um, we had no locker room, no weight room, practice fields were substandard, and we were trying to figure out how could we be successful in what I would call a third world environment. I mean, literally. And I was completely devastated by the fact that we just didn't have much to work with. Uh And so we found a way to go undefeated my sophomore year. And after which we decided to engage in a creative protest. We marched onto the president's uh, residence. He wasn't there. So we went to the administration building and uh, uh, the vice chancellor for student affairs came out with a notepad and says, look, what is it that you guys want? I said, well, y'all were in full pads In full pads. (laughs) And so um, we said, well, first of all, look at us. Look at the equipment. Look at what we're wearing. It's got to change. We need a locker room. We need a weight room. We need better facilities. We need better equipment. And so uh, we were able to get those things, but we had to win first to do it. And so that's what we did. This is Deconstructing Dallas. We have former Dallas Cowboy fullback Timmy Newsom on with us, and we'll talk a little bit more in the second segment about some of your business acumen and things that we could probably learn from from you on that standpoint. But I was looking on social media and saw recently that you and your teammates had a chance to get together with Tony Dorsett on his birthday and just looking at, at, at the faces and, and how much fun it looked like everyone had. Um, I, I wanted to know a little bit more about that gathering, if that's something you, you guys do from time to time, or if that it had been a while before everybody. Well, we don't do it as often as we should. Um, Tony Hill uh, sent me a text message about uh, three or four days before his birthday and says, look, we'd like to get together. T doesn't get out very much these days. Would you be interested in attending his birthday party? I said, sure. And so I got some of my friends together I played football with and see all we all collected there uh, for his birthday. And it was really a joy to see everybody because we hadn't seen each other for quite a while. And um, it was a great experience. Roger was there. Tony Dorsett, of course, was there. Uh, Tony Hill was there. Aaron Mitchell was there. Cliff Harris was there. So it was a great collection of guys that we played with. And we told a lot of lies and a lot (laughs) lot of good stories about what we used to do and how we used to be. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. That I mean, you've played with some of the greats, truly some of the greats, and not only uh, in 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 the pros, but in college. And you recently got inducted. I know Sean Sean mentioned earlier you got inducted into the Black College Football Hall of Fame. Congratulations! No, thank on you. That. Thank you. On that, tell tell us about that organization and tell us about uh, your induction recently. Well, uh, the organization was started by Doug Williams. And uh, he saw a need to celebrate the black athlete. You have to understand that when black colleges were playing football at a very high level, those were the best football players in the world. They're coming out of black colleges in part because in the South they weren't admitting black colleges into Alabama and the Georgias or the like. And so they were playing football at historically black colleges. Well, if you transition to present day, a lot of those athletes will never be recognized by the mainstream uh, Hall of Fame associations because those records are not very well kept in those historically black colleges. So Doug Williams saw that need to create that environment that will 
allow us to reach back and help those players be recognized for what they did on the football field. A lot of them went on to play, had great pro careers, but some of them didn't. And so he just felt like it was something that uh, was necessary and he needed to create an environment in which we could recognize those players from those years. And what was that induction like for you? Um, how, how did that go? How was, how was the celebration? Oh, it was wonderful. Uh, it exceeded my expectations. Um, what they did first is they sent us for uh, Media Day, which was the uh, celebration bowl that was held on December 15th and 16th there at the uh, Atlanta Stadium. And so we went there for that first, and then we came back for the actual induction about a month later. But the festivities surrounding the event, the photo ops that we did, the press uh, conferences that we had was just amazing. And then we went to the UPS World Headquarters and got to meet with some of those employees and do those kinds of things and did some charitable things while we were there as well. So the event itself was amazing, and I'm still on cloud nine over it. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, sitting down with former Cowboys great Timmy Newsom. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk about some of your other accolades when we get back. Stick with us. strokeassociation.org We are back deconstructing Dallas Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams We wanted to um, continue our conversation with Former Dallas Cowboy great Timmy Newsom, and we talked a lot about your football career, which which was great on the college and professional level. But you know, there are a lot of athletes who the story kind of ends there for a lot of them. But for you, you've gone on to have a successful business career. I wanted to specifically start off by learning and telling our audience and those people who, who don't know this part about you about New Tech Business Solutions, uh, which is now in its 28th year. Uh, can you talk about even founding that company, a little bit about what you do and, and, and kind of enlighten us on that? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, well, first of all, I got to go back to the beginning. I majored in business administration and minored in computer science at Winston-Salem State University. And so when I got to Dallas, uh, I had finished that season and uh, player personnel director Gil Brandt, who's going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame later this year, asked me what I wanted to do in the offseason, and I told him I wanted to be a computer programmer. So he assisted me in finding a job, so I did that. So my second year, uh, I go into his office, I show him my pay stub, and I said, Gil, let me ask you a question. Please tell me why I'm playing football. <laughs> and he said, well, don't forget, I got you this job. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in those days, we didn't make a lot of money 
playing professional sports. My base salary my rookie year was $30,000. My base salary my second year was only 40. So in technology, it was far more lucrative than it was playing football in those days. So I did that my entire career. Uh, we sold computer software to banks and uh, ATM machines to be specific. And then once I retired, I decided to open up my own business in 1991. And so what we do today is that we are a managed services company specializing in uh, unified communications and collaboration products and services. Mm -hmm. So basically we take uh, voice over IP telephone systems and we put them in businesses and we also integrate software with it. So we have call centers and customer service type uh, operations that use those two elements to create a better framework to manage their stakeholders and customers. How have you seen the industry change? I mean, 1991, you've seen a lot of hardware, software. I mean, we're, we're on virtual reality now. I was just in a Walmart store. Walmart's one of our clients. They've got shelf scanning robots doing all sorts of stuff. So tell us about, tell us about the industry. Well, I think the biggest advancement that's in the industry is the creation of the internet uh-huh. by far. Because now what it does is it brings everybody together in a much more cohesive unit, and you don't necessarily have to always be present to transact business. So the Internet by far was the greatest single investment. And then there's always going to be software. And fortunately for me, I had always loved to do software, even um, when I played football in the offseason. And so those advances, I think, are uniquely qualified to bring to bear the kinds of services that businesses need to be innovative innovative and relevant when you look at football players and careers football careers are short um, and have much shorter than even than when you played um, and so it's important for you know athletes to have something else to look forward to as far as a career so do you have an opportunity to talk to other you know younger guys or athletes to, to maybe let them know how you've been able to form a new career well, it's, it's difficult to do because the problem is when they go to these colleges, they are limited in many instances in what they can major in. Mm. Can you imagine receiving a football scholarship and then uh, going to college and they tell you education is important and they say, well, by the way, you can only major in these four subjects mm-hmm. because football is what yes, you right. are here to do. And so when they get out, many of them are at a complete disadvantage if they don't go pro football. So now they have to find a second career or go back to school to learn something a little bit more meaningful. And so once they are done with the game, there's a certain amount of depression that could exist as a result of uh, them not making it to that next level. And so what I've been trying to do is to bring an awareness on how that process takes place and to um, basically, you know, you know, bring that awareness to say, look, while these guys are in college, let's make sure that they have meaningful majors and things to do. What the National Football League has done is that when a player's days are over, a player can get $20,000 a year towards their education if they don't have a degree. If they have a degree, they can get a master's. Whatever they like to do, the National Football League will give them $20,000 a year towards a a degree or uh, higher education, which I think is a tremendous benefit for the player. 
Yeah, and it just makes sense. I mean, you know, the the, the players are giving them the league so much. I mean, that's the life that's right. of the league, and so that's that's good to hear and good to know that you're you're leading on that front. Tell us about some of your other charitable endeavors. I know you're leading on a lot of fronts. You know, our our the one of our co-owners here at Allen Media, Jennifer Pascal, and it, through some of her charitable endeavors. Tell us about your other focuses in the charity space. Well, Jennifer and I uh, were on the same uh, board at uh, Friends of Wednesday's Child, and that's where. Uh, we collaborated and met. And then I transitioned on to an organization called Children at Risk, where I chair the advisory board here in Dallas. And what we do, we're an advocacy organization that caters to children's causes. We do uh, educational type outreach. We provide kind of a handbook for parents to do a measure of school guide and how schools are rate and rank their rankings in, in the state of Texas amongst their peers. And we kind of use that platform that is created by the Texas Education Agency to do that. Uh, see, we also deal with human trafficking. Uh, we have tours to show people where those hot spots are to where malicious activity takes place. And then we also deal with uh, school nutrition, recess, and things of that nature. So uh, I've been very much involved in that over the past seven years and look forward to continuing that effort and trying to bring a greater awareness of those children to issues. I know you've spent some um, time on the board at your alma mater, Winston-Salem, as well. Can you talk about, you know, how you're seeing that institution go out and, and even in a larger context there's a conversation about historically black colleges and the role that they play today sure um i was fortunate enough to be vice chairman of the board of trustees at winston-salem state university and, and and it was a really good experience for me because i had an opportunity to see firsthand some of the problems that existed while i was playing okay and so i just set about uh, trying to change some of those things and make it a little bit more students centered. Uh, A lot of times uh, we kind of lose sight of how that works. And so I just wanted to make sure that those customer service aspects of college life were adhered to and that we could have a platform where students can voice their grievance as to what they thought college life should look like while they were there. Sean, he's truly a renaissance man. I mean, you, well, I don't know what you don't do, Timmy. I mean, I mean you look like you, could, like you could be good for about 10 or 15 carries a game right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I read that you play tennis and you do some long-distance running yes. and things like that. But, yes. I mean, I don't know what, what you're doing, but something is I working. wouldn't want to try to tackle it. <laughs> I know that. Well, one of, the, one of the unique things about what I've been able to accomplish is that I think I got out of football at the right time. I played nine years, probably could have played another three or four. So I left the game healthy. Mm-hmm. And so the thing things I did before I played professional football, I can do now. I play tennis two to three days a week. Um, I've run five marathons Wow! and hope to run my sixth in 2020. And so I just really enjoy the physical activity. And I've always, I've always enjoyed lifting weights. And so I do that three or four days a week. So I try to stay fit, eat right, and do the things necessary to keep my body in tip-top shape. But uh, no, I do not intend to play any more football. <laughs> Those days are over. But I'm glad I did it. Yeah, that's great. Well, if if uh, our listening audience wanted to, to find out more about you or follow you on online, where could they find you? Well, my website is www.nbsusa.net, uh-huh. so they can find me there. Or they can uh, use Twitter at Timothy underscore Newsom. Okay. And so those are the two places they can find me. 
It's great. Well, we really appreciate the time. Uh, again, our first Dallas Cowboy uh, to come on and somebody who I just watched play and am really excited about. Thanks for you know everything that you continue to do in the community, and we you know we hope to catch up again with you really soon. Well, it's certainly a pleasure to be here, and thank you so much for having me. It's Deconstructing Dallas. We'll be right back right after this. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, man, what a great interview. Fun interview, fun guy. And after we recorded that interview, uh, just a couple days later, I believe it was, we went to, no, it was the same day that we went to the Visiting Nurses Association Meals on Wheels uh, Partners Luncheon. And, you know, we, we just asked Timmy to roll with us and we rolled over and uh, shout out to our, our friend Kim Peters, who um, allowed us some time to talk about our partnership with them and introduced Timmy to the group that was there and just a really great guy. Love Meals on Wheels. Love that uh, Timmy came and hung out with us that day. He's what a good man. I mean, really a good guy, uh, just a big heart and um you know, it, it really glad we got him on. Glad to say he was our first Dallas Cowboy, Sean. Yep, and glad that he's part of Shop Top, a men's health forum. <laughs> Don't forget it. Bringing it back around. Yeah. Um, wanted to give a quick shout-out to our friend and client, Jennifer Staubach-Gates. She had a big, big election night victory uh, uh, this past May 4th, and uh, just excited for her. She's kicking off her fourth and final um a term as a Dallas City Councilwoman, and so congratulations to her. It was a hard-fought win, and she ended up with a big win. And we both had a chance to spend some time at her election night watch party. She was very excited. You actually made the front page of the Dallas Morning News <laughs> yes. uh, showing your excitement uh, at her house for the watch party, but you know, she's done such a great job. It's been great to work with her here, both being here at Alameda with her as a client and during my time at, at the city at City Hall, you know, watching her work and how she worked with staff and how she worked with her colleagues. We just we need more of that at City Hall. Yeah, and Sean, if you want to bring your copy of the morning news in any time that, that issue, I'll be happy to, to autograph I keep, it for you. I keep you. forgetting to well, do that, but I mean since you have like gentle a reminder. since you have like a five foot by five foot copy on your office wall, <laughs> then I think I can just go and look at that. Yes, anytime. Come on in. So uh, one last thing, we, we have been busy uh, going back to our step challenge. Um, one of our best listeners, you know, the two best listeners, my mom, your mom, uh, we had a chance to hang out with my mom at the Run the Highlands event uh, a couple weekends ago. And so wanted to welcome mom to the show. Uh, we, we were able to record a little bit of audio and uh, thought this would be fun for everybody to hear from my mom, Jill Trimble. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, here with one of our number one fans. It's my mom, Jill Trimble. 
Hi everyone in Dallas. So happy to be here. We always know we have at least two fans that listen when we look at our numbers and you're always one of them. We can tell by where you listen to, so thank you so much. Mom, are you having fun at Run the Highlands today? I love it. It's been a great opportunity to be here and my second year doing it. All right. I think you had to drag me along. I was walking with you most of the way and you kind of had to make me pick it up a little bit. Next year I have to do the 5K again. We'll get you back there. Mom, thanks for coming on to Deconstructing Dallas. We love you. You know, it was really fun, Ryan. Your whole family was there. Your wife was there. Your daughter was there and your mom. And it was a family affair for the Trimbles. But having the chance to walk with your mom, I mean, we were having it was like we had our own show going (laughs) with your mom through the day. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren kind of left us in the dust. Uh, Her organization, the Lake Highlands Junior Women's League, put it on. And she uh, she was one of the uh, working moms that that helped bring it together. So uh, thank you, honey, for for letting us uh, crash the party and in interview mom and thank you mom for being on so we've got one mom on and we have one mom to go we we'll need, have to we've see gotta if get Linda Williams can get in on this love that well we want to thank everyone for hanging with us for you know coming back after this long break and again continue to share our podcast with your friends and share the Phil Romano podcast with your friends as well we've got three episodes up and we got three more coming down the pike we want to thank our bosses, Jennifer Pascal. We want to thank Mary Willie. This has been an Allen Media production. We want everybody to go to your favorite podcast platform and let them know how you feel about Deconstructing Dallas, especially on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Give us five stars and leave us a review. So far, we are straight out doing the thing on the reviews. We are doing great. We've got a lot of five-star reviews, but not enough. So please let us know how you feel about that. We want to thank Timmy Newsom, who came on, former Dallas Cowboy. He was great, and we look forward to working with him more, and we look forward to hearing him at Shop Talk, a men's health forum. So for Ryan Trimble, I am Sean Williams. Adios.